Good morning, guys. This is Dog Sports Live with Graham, Coffee, Tyler, Waller from uh, Waiting Tony. Since Last Tony. Since yeah, <laughs> Tony Waller. Tyler Dogden slash Tony. Tyler Waller. Dogden, Tony Waller. Yes, of Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast and the the UGA 2022 Twitter champion John Smith of John Tweet Sports. Yes. Good morning, guys. Hey, everyone. 100%. How's it going? Hey, good. We are uh, we're ready for G Day. All right, raise your hand if you're going to G Day tomorrow. Maybe it depends. Yeah. <laughs> it totally depends on the weather. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, we're we're gonna tailgate whether we sit and sit on a porch at our house or whether we set up on campus, um, and we're gonna keep an eye on the weather. So awesome. Well, that's right? what's most important, right? Getting a little I mean, tailgate for G, in for G Day. Yeah, it's just a. Stretch your legs, get out, warm up a little bit, make sure you got your process down. Don't forget things between January 10th and August. Yeah. Much like much like Todd Monken, you just want to make sure that you're executing properly tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. A lot well, of a lot of yeah, well, you 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 can't run first down pass plays if you don't put them in. A few of us are gonna <laughs> a few of us are gonna prepare for a rainy Saturday in uh in the fall and we're gonna be on Reed Reed Hall lawn setting up some tents, rain or shine. So I guess I, uh, we'll be I guess I won't be painting my deck tomorrow. That's that's really unfortunate. <laughs> um, that's what I was going to do. In addition to, we we're going to break down the game afterwards. So uh, obviously Graham is is in uh, Arizona, and I'll be in Griffin. But we're going to do a show tomorrow nightish, tomorrow afternoonish, breaking down the game just like we would if it were uh, a regular Saturday. So yeah, we're all tuning all our skills up for the fall. Okay, so with that, um, Graham, what are your thoughts? And just the general ideas and notes that you've taken away from the from spring practice thus far. I know you've probably been on the air doing this a couple different times, but just update us on what you uh, your thoughts on spring. Yeah, I mean, I think it's been an interesting sort of you know coming off a national championship. How do you keep everybody motivated, hungry after Georgia won versus Alabama in January? A lot of what you heard the key players off that team talk about was like that kind of dirty, nasty work in the dark, the 7 a.m., 6 a.m. team runs in Sanford Stadium, all of that stuff. You know, the core, it felt like that, you know, that strong group of defensive leaders last year kind of pushed that whole team. And I think that the priority, you know, when you kind of get big picture away from just X's and O's stuff, the priority internally at Georgia has been, challenging people to step into those roles, challenging a Jalen Carter to take on a Devontae Wyatt kind of role internally, uh, trying to get Stetson Bennett to take on more of a leadership role on the offense. So I don't think we're going to find anything out about that tomorrow, but uh, you know, the, the interesting thing tomorrow will just be, do these guys come out and treat it like a, you know, a serious game environment. I think that's what the the staff is going to want to see is, you know, the, the crisp execution type stuff and just some, some accountability at times when it needs to happen and a, a certain level of competition and intensity. Tony, you've been sort of in this space and a Georgia fan kind of just longer than all of us. And have, but not that we've all haven't waited our entire lifetimes for national championship. What's your feeling after having that sort of monkey off the back. Um, I mean, obviously the, the team, I think, approaches, thinks of it much differently than the fans. So feel free I'll to, feel free to so. 
yeah, yeah. Feel free to, yeah. to, to riff I mean, on that. To be perfectly honest, you know, one of the things we talked about on the podcast, because we did a podcast this week for Wait Since Last Saturday, we kind of let off with our mindset. I, I've got to be honest, I have paid the least amount of attention to spring practice I've paid in a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I realized that it is a, um, it's totally a product of faith and yeah. trust. I mean, yeah. it's, 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 it's actually beyond faith because I've seen things now, right? It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, in, in, a, in a weird way, um, it is less important to me that, that whatever it is I worry about, about the quarterback competition, I, not there should be one, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the depth on uh, depth in the defensive backfield, or whatever it is, and and they need to parse every little nugget uh, about you know who sprained their ankle in a, a, a blocking drill that has that has diminished, and I'm I have no illusions that it won't come back uh, if Georgia mm-hmm. doesn't win the national championship next January, but it's. That's amazing, honestly, um, you know, I, 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 because it is, um, it is, it is always, I've always been one of those fans that um, as much as I want to believe how much I think things should happen, um, I'm also smart enough to know that Kirby Smart could give a crap uh, about what I think, but that doesn't change the fact that I won't dedicate an awful lot of brain power and time to worrying about it. And it, mm-hmm. that just hasn't been there. And I, I, I honestly think it won't be there until at least SEC media days. And it could be beyond, which is one of the reasons why I'm like, you know, if it rains, look, look, John, y'all go show up. It's awesome. But if it rains, you know, I, it's kind of weird. You know, I've gone to, I don't think we have to bring up the, the, the Alabama game, but I mean, the oh, entire yeah. 2018 season was, or 19 season was, or was a rain season. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I am. It's such an awesome place to be. I got to be honest. Uh, yeah. So John, John, last year we were sort of wringing our hands, not wringing our hands, actually. No, we were excited about you know having JT Daniels, a five-star mm-hmm. gunslinger, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, real quarterback, which is what's something that Georgia you know doesn't hasn't had in this modern era of college mm-hmm. sports. Obviously, the narrative did not fit the story of the season. Um, mm-hmm. And like Tony said, uh, we're it's a different approach. So what? How do you? What's your feelings on sort of how we ended last year and how we're it's not last year the 2020 season mm-hmm. and how we're how we're going into the 2022 season because it's obviously a sea change. Yeah, I you know for me personally, I'm uh, I'm not as experienced as Tony, so I'm not quite as relaxed. Uh, I've been, <laughs> but, um, but but you know I I think for me there's the I don't have the concerns that I had about quarterback that I feel like I have had in the past. Um, and I think that's a new thing for me. I think, you know, the excitement of JT Daniels um, uh, last spring, um, but seeing how things worked out, I think for me, you know, there is that, there is that trust there. I, I also think, you know, um, the more important things for me are the skill players around the quarterback at this point and uh, who are some of those guys that are going to step up? Can we stay healthy? You know, all of those things. And so um, I, I, for me, I'm excited. I'm excited just to see uh, just to see tomorrow, you know, rain or shine um, who's out there, who's moving well, who's, you know, uh, who, who seems to have, have progressed even from the end of the season, just to the, the, through the few weeks of spring, um, that's what I always look for is just, you know, who, who's taking steps forward. And, um, and that's, 
that's what I'm going to try to take away from it. Well, you know, all right, go ahead, Graham. No. Well, John, John was, was good there. I'm going to take the bait a little bit on the quarterback <laughs> question though. I can't help it. Sorry. Um, I, I, have mean, a, you... I have a theory on it too, by the way. So go. I'm going to, I'm going to jump in after oh, you. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, we kind of saw the, the early part of spring practice, you know, Carson Beck getting a lot of first team reps. And I, I think that was, I don't think that's unusual. I, I think that the amount of attention that Georgia fans pay to it is probably unusual in the college football landscape, but I, I love Stetson Bennett. I think that, I mean, let me just say again, third, I think in yards per attempt in the FBS last year, fourth in passing efficiency, like Georgia can run a very productive offense, the type of offense that needs to run with Stetson Bennett at the helm. But Carson Beck and to a certain extent, Brock Vandegrift are still both probably not probably, they are more physically talented human beings when it comes to just natural arm strength and the, some of those things than Stetson Bennett might be. So I am curious to see what those guys look like because I mean, we've seen it plenty of times in our time as, you know, following Georgia, like you never know when that starting quarterback's going to get a little nicked up and you, you're going to need a guy to fill in for a week or two. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, we saw it last year with JT Daniels and, I mean, last spring game, Stetson Bennett was three for four passing for 58 yards with an interception, mm -hmm. right? Uh, yep. So it's just, A, you know, I'm curious to see what those guys look like, but B, I would also caution everyone at the same time to not overreact because the guy yeah. That, yeah. that took the vast majority of the snaps last year attempted four passes at GDA yeah. last, last it, April. And I just – I've chalked it up to this point as, you know, uh, there's three things in, in life that I'm very sure of. One, I'm going to drink bourbon on Friday night. Two, my kids are going to wake me up too early on Saturday morning. And three, we're going to talk about Carson Beck in the spring game. Um, and so I think, like you know, uh, we're, we're sure about that. So we'll see kind of where it goes from there. So um, Josh, what's this theory? Yeah. My theory is that, you know, we've heard a lot about Carson Beck. Number one, first off, there's nothing that's going to happen in G-Day or there's nothing that's happened in practice, practice that's going to change who's, who the uh, quarterback that's going to start against Oregon. It's going to be Stetson Bennett, short of yeah. short of an injury. But my, can, I, can I have one quick addendum to that? Yeah. yeah. And also we'll make Georgia fans happy. Yes. I agree. Um, agree with all Sorry, that. Josh. Sorry, Josh. But my theory is on Carson Beck, though, that I believe he's being promoted, hyped up, and going to get a chance to audition for the portal, if you know what I mean. Uh, I, I just think that um, – and I think he's going to get a chance to play a lot. And uh, maybe he sticks around, but I think he's going to – you know, if he show, if he should, has a great day tomorrow or has a good day or whatever, I think I think it can see him possibly finding a, finding a gig somewhere else. That's my theory. I'm not an insider. I don't know anything. That's my – am I crazy, Graham? Crazy. I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't think he's – I think that he I may still have think he's the that. Man. I don't. I don't. I think that right now he's he's probably you know the clear number two, and I think that I think he's played well enough maybe to to stick it out through through fall camp and see what happens. Um, I could be wrong, but I I don't. I don't know. I I'm under the impression that maybe you know he looked around a little bit at that at that potential of leaving after the season last year and didn't didn't see the opportunities that he wanted but that could change you know different teams might be in a different spot with their quarterback situation now than they were then so we'll see 
John, you talked about some of the skill position players that you'd like to to see and, and sort of that competition, sort of like the age-old theme of G-Day is like who's going to – last year, you know, you talked about um, Stetson Bennett's minuscule stats, Graham, but um, A.D. Mitchell was one of the guys that showed up um, and turned out he was a pretty important part of the the, the national championship team. So, um, Tony, who do you have on your watch list tomorrow maybe that sneaks up a little, uh, you know, as we – for the holiday weekend, maybe an Easter egg, as they say. Uh, that can show up and uh, and put his name on a lot of uh, message board posts. Well, I mean, I don't think there's any surprise that uh, getting to see Eric Gilbert come out and do football stuff is important yeah. to the fans uh, and to me personally. Um, you know, I think it's um, it'll be interesting to see which freshmen step up. And uh, you know, I think you you can. You can you can certainly read the message for board and or uh, the other fodder about which fresh freshmen are stepping up. Frankly, I haven't. But um, I mean, I've looked at public stuff. Um, I have tr- I have trouble reading a couple message boards currently, but I, I know what you're saying. <laughs> is there is there IP? You need a VPN. Um, so the uh, you know I, I think it, it's going to be fun to to get out and I mean look I'm going to watch the game regardless of whether I'm scared of getting wet or not. Um, and I think it's going to be fun to see the offensive line play together, um, in, in particular the second line. I mean, I'm kind of falling in line with the senator about this. It's like I want to see the second line uh, offensive line and what they look like and how confident they look. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm and, not. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry, John. Oh no, ahead. I was just going to say, and, and who's in that second? Line? Who's that second line? Yeah, who's in that second line? Uh, the, the other part about it is that I am. Uh, I think other than nobody getting hurt, I think it will also illustrate a little bit where. Uh, Kirby goes to uh, player mark when he starts shopping to the portal because mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm utterly convinced that there's at least one and potentially as many as three guys that are in spring practice right now somewhere else that will start for Georgia against Oregon particularly in the defensive backfield uh, mm-hmm. I, I, that might be a stretch but I think there's at least one um, so I think that as far you know Easter first Easter eggs go I mean we have we basically have a roster full of four and five stars with a couple of guys that have been this, despite what you believe from Florida and other fans uh, coached up and developed by our coaching staff uh, to be able to play at four and five star levels. Um, and, you know, the coaches will, pro- will probably see this far better than the average fan will, but I'm just looking to see who's, who's getting yelled at, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because that's, that's also, there is a, there's a longstanding, I mean, Kirby has a – you can tell who Kirby thinks is the star of his team by who he yells at the most, particularly in the defensive backfield. Yeah. Right? yeah. Well, and Kirby said this morning on the radio, he said, you know, um, he was he was jockeying for a large crowd at G-Day because he made a good point. He said, you know, these spring games um, many times are the largest crowd that these kids will ever be on the field to actually play snaps uh, in their life so far, right? And how do they respond – to just being, you know, in that stadium with ESPN on and you're actually on the field and you're actually having to make a play, like how do how do mm-hmm. kids, um, even if you're a, you know, four-star, uh, highly recruited kid, uh, how do you respond when you're actually in that moment? So um, I think you're right, Tony. I, I mean, there's a lot of good players on that on that field. I think it's going to be interesting to see who's who's getting coached up and also who um, who just feels like a natural in that kind of environment um, in do the you- spring. Do you think we're going to get a, a, a head, 
an inkling of the running back rotation tomorrow, or do you think just the split squad that you know we're going to see the, the same three guys and they're all going to do their thing, and we're still have sort of who's going to be that RB one and who's going to be sort of the change of pace back? I I mean I feel like we just kind of the way that Zamir White and James Cook were used last year. I I think that's been pretty consistent for the last you know six years under Kirby. Like I think we all know it's going to be. McIntosh and Milton, I think it's probably going to be fairly situational, which guy, you know, trots out first. I, I do think that McIntosh has probably got a little bit of the edge in that competition right now, but everybody's been raving about Kendall Milton all, all off season as they have for, you know, a couple of years now. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think if you're Georgia and you're like, I don't want to see either of those guys get more than like four or five touches and go and put them away and keep them safe for the off season and, you know, mm-hmm. trot them back out in the fall when it's time to get ready for real competition. But I'm excited to see the kind of, you know, the wide receiver situation. Like mm-hmm. I, I haven't looked, I don't know if anyone has reported this, but like, are we going to see Arian Smith tomorrow? It was, is one thing that I'm, I'm curious about a little bit. I know in some non-contact stuff and practice, like he's been very mm-hmm. impressive. I think that him, being on the field for 12 games next fall would relieve a lot of the angst around Jermaine Burton's departure this off season. I also am very interested to see kind of, you know, like denial on more set. Uh, I feel like has a chance to maybe be that, mm-hmm. that AD Mitchell type figure, maybe not quite as dramatic of an impact, but I think he's a guy that could play. And I probably more excited than anything is uh, Dom Playlock. Right. Yeah, like, I was yeah. mention Dom. Yeah. Finally back healthy, you know. Sounds like he's looking like the guy that, you know, we all knew and loved in 2019. And just I would... as far as anybody like sorry, one one last thing I say is just like if there's one guy, you know, you brought up Eric Gilbert already, Tony, but it's like Blaylock and Gilbert as far as just like from the fan aspect of two guys, I I just want to see have success and, and be healthy and be out there having fun. Uh, I, I, I think a, I don't think a lot of people have forgotten Don Blaylock or written him off, but they think anything that we get out of Don Blaylock is is possibly cherry on the top. But it seems like he is healthy. I was surprised to see that he had more targets, more reception uh, receptions than Darnell Washington at this point. You know, obviously those were in 2019, but still, like he was he was electric um, when he was on the yeah. field his freshman year before he got uh, injured a couple times. So absolutely, I guess I, I'll do it since no one else has mentioned it. But Oscar Delp. You know, with uh, Bowers yeah. and Darnell out for the spring, Oscar is yeah. going to be uh, going to get a chance to show out. And uh, I think he's pretty, uh, pretty special, um, physically gifted athlete. So I expect him to yeah. uh, to have a to have a day and and to light up the message boards. Yeah. And let's also let's also while we're just naming names, uh, Lad McConkey. I mean, I'm I'm interested to see the the confidence that Lad McConkey has built coming off of you know, took him to that Auburn game. He had that that nice game versus Auburn, and then he just kind of built confidence the whole way. It, it'll be interesting to see, um, yeah, just to see him out there in the mix. I, I'm, I, I'd like to see a couple oh. plays where McConkie goes over the middle and challenges Nolan Smith a little bit. Uh, I think those – that's, yeah. you know, Georgia's linebackers were so good last year at, you know, you know, over the middle passes are completed at a high percentage, but it was yards after catch that – that were just eliminated by a great, uh, you know, you know, linebacking core that Georgia had last year. So I'd like to see him possibly line up against uh, Nolan Smith and see what happens. 
I mean, I think one of the things that would be interesting to me from, uh, I guess, a bigger picture perspective is to see how much 13 personnel we run. Mm -hmm. When you talk, start talking about Delft, Washington, Gilbert, mm -hmm. Bowers, uh, in, in, I mean, you know, like we, I have a hat being made for this, by the way. Good. You should, <laughs> um, but, you know, because I, I think, look, there is, um, you kind of get back to something Graham alluded to is to see Stetson's leadership. Right. And so I, I think the right now, the only thing that keeps Stetson off the field will be if he shows his tail. I mean, I think that's probably the, and when I say show his tail, I don't mean in a, I don't think he has what well, He's 20, what is he, he's 29 now? I don't know how old he is. Uh, yeah, he's, yeah, but, yeah, he's, I mean, he's basically, basically. His kids, uh, his kids are walk home, but that's fine. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know. The, I hadn't I think, heard that. Yeah, it's, it's probably made up. But the, uh, I think the thing about that, that, you know, I think there's a lot of things Todd Monk, there are a lot of toys Todd Monken has to play with that gives different looks than he showed last year. And I mean, Georgia ran 13 personnel a fair amount of time. Um, mm -hmm. And Josh, you've, I think you've, you you posted about that a little bit. But I think the other part about it is that you create such mismatches when you got Brock Bowers, who is functionally a wide receiver, Darnell Washington, who is functionally uh, a power forward in the NBA, um, Eric Gilbert, who is functionally an ex ex receiver mm -hmm. <laughs> you know you, you you do create and then oscar delf which is kind of a combination of all that uh you you create some, some if nothing else you make dane lang think well damn it todd we didn't see that at all last year why are we doing this now um, yeah so and, and i'm not even worried about i mean i think the the oregon game is something for us to focus on but you know in my mind it, it almost sets up like last year's season right you win that first game of the season, and I'm not saying the season's a cakewalk, but it's hard to look at Georgia's schedule right now. And I know I was projecting way out. It's hard to look at Georgia's schedule right now and think there are many challenges that, that yeah. happen. I, and I, I, I say that in a hesitating and holding only way because crazy things can happen in Commonwealth Stadium. Mm -hmm. Josh Heupel might capture the Tennessee Magic in a bottle. The, the Auburn curse where people are almost about to be fired and then go to 11 and one might be, might be a thing this year. We right? talked about this yesterday. Yeah. yeah, yes, yeah no. Auburn. You better believe Auburn's going to just. They're going to blow the doors off people. I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm so afraid of that. Yes. So, you know, so in, in thinking about in particular on the offensive side of the ball, seeing what we do with, and not just, I mean, we're not going to, we're not going to be a fancy, right? I mean, no. right. But just to see, the formations and mm -hmm. because this is the last chance he's going to have to tinker with that at least in the game situation until they do simulated games in in august so mm -hmm. it's it just going to be a thing i'm looking at well i mean josh you, you know kind of looking at the defense a little bit like i think there's i have a lot more questions about the defense for 2022 than i do the offense and you know the secondary i think is the spot that everyone is sort of targeted for just obvious inexperience reasons. We've got our, you know, our guy Chris Smith is still back there and we know what he can do and, and he'll keep that group organized. But still, it's like, I'm excited to see Dalen Everett, you know, five-star true freshman defensive back. Like, is he somebody, we know he's talented. Is he somebody that can come in and learn things quickly enough? Uh, just, you know, Nylon Green and, and you know, uh, Kamari Lassiter, some of these guys, David Daniel, like, I'm very interested to see what that rotation looks like, who mm -hmm. the first teamers are at that DB spot on the other side of Ringo and the safety spot opposite of Chris Smith. And then is William Poole, you know, 
William Poole played phenomenally in the national championship game, and 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 played well against against Michigan. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. totally. It's like, is that is that what we can expect from him going forward? You know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. Because if so, then that just gives you so many options with a healthy Tyke Smith potentially. You know, you I do think that George is going to look for possibly probably some secondary help in the portal, but it's like. If you have a health, you know, if you have William Poole and Smith back there at that slot DB and safety spot, then Tyke can kind of rotate around and you can potentially play him in a lot of different positions. Yeah. Well, and and Georgia has recruited so well at inside linebacker, but all of those guys, you you lost so much production, so many snaps from Quay Walker, Channing Tindall, and Nicobe Dean um, that. You know, I, I'm interested to see. I, I know, you know, Jamon Dumas Johnson is, and he's the real deal. Like he's, you know, the yeah. next guy. Um, but even with, you know, Nakobe Dean had the the Peach Bowl versus Cincinnati where he was on the field a ton. Um, JDJ hasn't had that kind of opportunity to really be on the field in those meaningful moments like Nakobe had when you know the end of the Cincinnati game. Um, I'm interested to see, you know, just, just to see him continue to progress and evolve too. Yeah. You know, Graham and I talked leading into the last year about, you know, the, the experience secondary that was, that we lost and how much the front seven was going to be, uh, depended on to, to protect those guys. And it obviously mm-hmm. did. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I love the fact that we got Tyke Smith. He's going to get a chance. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he's healthy. Um, because I do think, um, you know, Kelly Ringo, and Smith and um, and Christopher Smith and Tyke Smith out there, I think is a pretty good core of guys. And I'm pretty excited to see those. And I want to see one of those guys be a leader step up and I can see Ringo. Um, he's kind of vocal on the field. He gets after guys, you know, and he's been, you know, and, and Kirby's gotten onto him, but you know, to your point, Tony, about where, who, who got, who's getting yelled at, I can see Ringo being maybe that leader yeah. on the, the secondary. Um, everyone's looking at Christopher Smith because he's played so much and has so many snaps and he's a veteran. But, you know, uh, and not to say he won't be a leader, but I, I, I think this could be – Ringo could be a star. Yeah. Yeah, so and, and I, I don't mean to change the subject so abruptly, but one of the things also that, that keeps uh, coming up, I'm kind of – speaking of 29-year-olds, I'm excited to see my large Australian son punt a football. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Thunder from down under. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. The post the post, the post Camarda era has begun with – I mean, look, so – so we Georgia fans were kind of spoiled with the the long kind of long thread of from from good to extraordinarily good punters we've had, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and that that sounds like something somebody would say at uh, Vanderbilt, but um, it's uh, it is is true, right? And now we got a guy who's coming in. The more I read about him, the the more I want to uh, the more I want to sit and have a drink with him just because he is, <laughs> which he's totally legal and has been for like twelve years. Uh, you know, I I, I I don't. This could be apocryphal, but I, I I've heard he got to start kicking uh, kicking calves across a, a, a yard, trying to you know just get them moved moved across the farm. But uh, I mean, he look. This guy has all the potential of being the exact same kind of a cult hero that Rodrigo Blankenship was uh, yes. for different reasons, obviously, yes. but yeah. exactly the same kind of that's a, that's cult a, hero. That's a strong Pickens County vibe he's got. Uh, I mean, he's he's yeah. fitting right in. He's fitting right in with that. Middle I don't know if he's related Georgia. to Cam Smith or not, but he, he probably could be. 
uh, middle that it's, it's like that middle georgia from like pickens county down to griffin is just like he needs nailing it yeah ain't nobody well, kicking calvin griffin anymore <laughs> that's true well so yeah i mean i also am i the only person i know this is a deep cut but someone is still watching this so enjoy this moment with me when when Kamarda ran his forty yard dash at the NFL Combine and it came out that he was like a, a four seven guy, you know, how like so many wasted opportunities over the years. The fact that we never ran a fake punt with him, like really, kind of eats at me a little bit. So Thorson, I want that to happen at some point. Man. I mean, to, to be fair, Kirby is still kind of uh, he might be damaged goods on fake punts. Um, I think it, it's probably something he still talks to his therapist about a little bit. Yeah. Um, so which is a little bit, I mean, I know I do, I know I do, uh, um, but, but he's got it, but now he's got a 6'2, like 220 punter. So just get that guy going downhill if you only need a couple yards. I need well, a, I, that old L rugby guy. I, I was super, I was super impressed that uh, he did, he did run a faster, that Camarda did run a faster 40 than uh, total wide receivers, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was just, running faster 40s than all those guys from Texas A&M. Yeah, yeah. well, you no, know, that's, but that's all going to change now that Jimbo's got to collect them. I'm sorry, he's such a good recruiter. Yeah, yeah, people just love him. I don't, you know. Yeah, dude, naturally want I mean, have you, to have you been to College Station? It is an absolute oasis I, of, a, of a piece of property. I came real close to going to grad school there instead of coming to the University of Georgia School of Law. I regret mm. nothing. Um, <laughs> so... I, I I could see the Tony in the uh, in the, the cadet outfit. I I think that'd be <laughs> no. I was for grad school. I was not. No, no. You would you would have worn it. You would have slipped in there. They, they do not. They don't make the yellow leader uh, uniforms and extra medium. So, um, <laughs> that's uh, that is not my scene. All right. Well, no all right. Really to see it. Wrap right. it up, Graham. Uh, take us home. And uh, anybody else want to add something in? I am good. I am Wait. excited for the GM. No, I'm saying it's your. The floor is yours. No, no, no. I was say before we before we shut down real quick. Just uh, I, I need like your 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 MVP for tomorrow. Who's the guy mm. that's going to get like you know mm. 40 carries because because they need a warm body out there or mm. you know. Uh, I know I'll go with that one. I'm, I'm going to say Dejan Edwards. I think Dejan that guy Edwards. always impresses everybody Fair. when he's carrying the ball. And I think if they're, if they're trying to keep Kendall and, and Kenny healthy and limit some carries, I think he's going to get a, a fair share. And I think he's obviously going to impress like he always does. I think Dejan Edwards might be the number two carries uh, this season. I got a feeling that's I mean, my that kid. That kid is good, man. He's really yeah. good. All right, I got, um, I got two for you. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Tony. No, I'm about to say, I, I think <clears throat> Denial more set is to see. So, um, especially if they just, if, mm-hmm. if Monken's like, Carson, go audition. Right. Mm-hmm. That and that sense. and that guy was such a George, like he was all in on Georgia from the beginning and was recruiting kids on Twitter. And like, yeah. you know, it's, it's going to be very exciting for him to get some showtime out there. Totally. All right, so there is a uh, redshirt freshman running back on the roster from Brock, Texas, by the name of Cash Jones. Oh, I feel I, like ESPN announcers, they're going to be excited to say his name 25 times tomorrow. Dude, and if it's not him, it's got to be Jackson Muschamp. Okay, all right, so funny story about Cash Jones. When I was cranking all these PFS stats and all these stats, he kept showing up, and I thought, did I screw up my roster? I literally, because he has carries. He has a PFF carries on there, and I was like, 
And I looked, and I was like, yeah, he was on the ABB, carried the ball last like year. Missouri dude, game Ka- or something like that. Yeah. I was yeah, like, dude. I was Cash, like, jo- Cash Jones is going to go right into the AEW. <laughs> like, if football doesn't work <laughs> out, that dude, he's going to take his, his, his legal name and go right into the AEW and just kill it. Guys, there, there will be some other podcasts, particularly ones done from former SB Nation folks that will, if he is the MVP of the G-Day game, uh, the Tahoe jokes will flow. <laughs> all right with that yes jones right. if you see this jump in my dms we'll give you an nil yeah, yeah we'll help, we'll help for you the out. use of your name yeah 100 uh, right. tony thanks for joining us please uh check out his podcast with um some of his boys uh william and i forget your dang scott scott, scott yeah scott. scott um and at waiting since last saturday and then john is at john tweet sports and of course graham is dog out west and we uh have enjoyed talking g-day and we're going to be back tomorrow evening to break down some of it and i'm sure check out these guys on twitter at john tweet sports at tyler dogden and uh at grant i'm sorry at dog out west it's a lot of ats i think i got them all in race all right and at dog underscore stats there you go i was about to say all All right right. all right with that this is fun guys and we'll do it again soon and go dogs go dogs